If anybody gets uh, bored with reflections today, you can head downstairs. They look like they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> it's hard to pull myself back up. <laughs> I was uh, chatting with Joseph Capwell yesterday for quite some time. It was really, really fun, fun chat. And uh, one of the things that he was reflecting on in our conversation was, you know, one for those who don't know who Joseph is, he he was a monk for 25 years, um, Ajahn Chah lineage. I was uh, Ajahn Chah's right-hand man, monk, for quite some time during that period. Uh, and then after Ajahn Chah passed away, sometime after, I don't know how long, just a couple of years, I think, he decided to leave the robes. And, and uh, So he has some great stories uh, to share. Anyway, we were... We were chatting and he was saying you know one of the things that he misses most uh, was the support the the you know the envelopment of support to and he didn't recognize this until he was out of the uh, robes the development of support he felt uh, to experience the divine for him what was uh, really, you know, a pure sense of inner well-being and kindness, and and he could feel this in 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 the uh, system of bowing, lighting candles, the silence, the you know, and he now since he's been out, and for the last many years he's he can no longer bow, he can't get down on the floor. And so we were commiserating because I can't get down on the floor either. I can't uh, kneel. I can kneel with great effort. <laughs> I can't get up very well. Uh, but uh, so we were talking about that, you know. And it's so he missed it, and and he says so now he's in a chair. Same same here in a chair, and says, but I can still, you know, it's not. Now I'm taking, I'm really listening to him because he has this great experience and I'm feeling really, okay, I'm going to take his advice. And So what's your refuge in, you know, in, in that kind of support to, you know, sit with that divine feeling? What's your refuge now? I, I can still do that in sitting in the chair. It's really no different. I can touch into it because I can, I can still bow when I'm in the chair. And I'm like, oh, Darn it! I just had a back injury, and I can barely bow even in a chair. Like next thing is, what am I going to lose next so that I really look inward for my <laughs> connection with the pure connection with the divine? Okay, I can't. I can't do the sitting in the Burmese style, uh, knees on the floor, and. I can't. I can't get down and bow. I can't even standing and bowing. I have to be very careful because it's it's not bad going down, but again, getting up, coming up, it's really hard on my back. That I think is going to change, but I also thought the injury in my knee was going to change. 
and that's been two years, over two years now. But I, I'm enjoying this um, sense of refuge, uh, you know, and, and encouraged. Okay, that's gone. Uh, that 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 bit of uh, support—it's—it is support. It's a beautiful action, and 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 we can really enjoy. But it might not always be there. So what else is there? And so just we were reflecting on the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, the refuge, Buddha Dhamma Sangha. You know, the encouragement from the Ajahn Chah lineage, from the and from, and from the the Buddha himself. So really pay attention to every opportunity that we can remind ourselves to pay attention to. You know, to touch into, to wake up to that inner sense of knowing when we're in balance and out of balance with nature, with pure nature. There's a the knowing aspect, the Buddha. Really paying attention. Are we in balance? So, you know, feeling in this conversation with Joseph, feeling ah, dang, I can't, I can't follow his advice here because I can't bow in the ch- even bow in the chair very well anymore. Oh, that's out of balance. That's not a big deal. I can still raise my hands. The intention to touch into that which isn't trying to be other than what actually is. I can't, I can't bow to the same extent he can. Well, what can I do? I can bring my mind to the way it is and not resent it, not try to be different, not try to be better, worse, just be very, very graceful and in tune and committed to not adding anything on to the way it is. That's, that's a refuge. Okay, I can, I can do that. What about refuge in the in the Dhamma? You know, being being with knowing what is and then being in touch with the results of being in balance. You know, taking actually putting these into practice. You know, the the, the teachings, not just listening to the teachings, but actually putting them into practice. What's the results? You know, and this can be our, our beacon. Really paying attention and respecting our ability to choose wisely on what we witness as the result. <laughs> and just noticing that. What, is, what does that feel like? <laughs> you know, when we're uh, distracted. So now I'm distracted. Now what does that feel like? <laughs> That's the results is I can worry about it and then, you know, and, and at, start proliferating around that. Or I can go, this is the way it is. Now I'm distracted. wonder what I'll say next. So just coming into balance with what is and not pushing against it or grasping at it.
but being resting with in a wake state of mind resting with what is it's from there that we'll know which actions to take if any I, what I find is more times than not my actions lead to non-action you know just not choosing not to take action but still waiting responding to the world as opposed to imposing my views and opinions on the world imposing my views and opinions on how the world should be you know as we get comfortable and confident in the positive results of not trying to fix ourselves not trying to uh, not seeing ourselves as something that uh, is a mistake or is better than worse than or equal to others as we get more confident in that we're able then to extend that beyond just ourselves but we can't extend that attitude to others if we don't have that within ourselves it would all be just out of our views and opinions rather than our experience uh, one of the uh, encouragements uh, strong encouragements in in my training as a lay minister and in a position of teaching um, was that I can't uh, teach and, and the monks have this same cannot teach uh, Buddhism cannot, cannot uh, offer my advice from a place of this is the way the Buddha would do it unless asked specifically asked or invited uh, to do so and so our practice is very much in line with developing and maturing and then the other thing is speaking from our own experience so we really need to develop and mature our own ability to be able to know when we're in and off in balance out of balance to put that into practice see the results and choose wisely you know as we can do that internally that example in itself will inspire those who are able uh, to hear to see that there's benefit there in acting in this way that's exactly uh, what encouraged Sariputta when he uh, first saw a monk of uh, a, 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 a spiritually mature to some degree I have no idea if he was an arahant or not I can't recall but I think he was I think he was an arahant and so Sariputta had seen him and uh, and just by looking at him the way he walked uh, the way he carried himself uh, the, just the way he was in the world he was really moved and inspired and he went to him like who te who's your teacher and so he told him the Buddha he actually gave him a little uh, and uh, sorry Puta asked him you know what is your teaching what does the Buddha teach you and <laughs> now that I've got myself in there I can't remember what his response was I think it was all that arises also passes away or something like that anyway so the Sariputta uh, was inspired to go seek out the Buddha um, he, he 
he uh, brought his fr friend Mogulana along with him, and the two of them became uh, very, very, very important parts of that community of the, in, the, in the Buddhist time. But it was done not because this person, uh, this monk had gone out and uh, demonstrated, but he had just been acting in the world from the place of which he understood his world to be in and and uh, well developed in the Buddhist teachings that in itself was inspiring Ajahn Sachito writes a little bit uh, he, he has a blog called Reflections I'll read this little piece of it and it speaks a bit about this in terms of the process of practice, we are encouraged to be more gracious, more clear with regard to what arises, less prone to self-criticism and despair, less fearful, grasping, and driven. All this elevates Dhamma beyond the scenario of me and trying to get it right, or even being right. It is a way that includes body, speech, and mind in a temple free from bias, failure or gain. In such a domain we are no longer faulty systems to be set straight, damaged machines to be fixed, or cantankerous creatures to be domesticated and ordered, but a potential for the embodiment of values and for the purification of attitude and response. Right here. Only then there can be the revealing of what is beyond our creation and control. When there is no objects to be known, debated, made, sacrosanct, there is an experience of complete inclusion. And, and then, he quote, then there's this little piece from the Buddha himself. He has no notion of recluse or Brahman, or I am better, or I am equal, or I am inferior. When he thinks, he thinks only of his own welfare and the welfare of others, the welfare of the whole world. I think in these times, right now, it's easy to get distracted in trying to fix and uh, uh, realign others' views so they match our own. Uh, I know for myself whenever I, uh, that I'm struggling with that. And uh, when I find myself focusing on taking any action, this is just for... Uh, you know, I'm just speaking from my own experience as a person who is not yet developed to a point of where um, I can encourage uh, through my views and my actions somebody else to change their ways. And so knowing that of myself, I have to be really careful these days in in uh, you know the actions I take in 
um, trying to counter other people's uh, views, whether they be wholesome or dangerous or uh, greed-bound or ignorant. I think in these times I need to be all the more anchored in purifying my internal world, my internal, my, my own responses uh, to the world. I remember Ajahn Sona once telling me, uh, we'd been up there for an extended retreat, for what for me is an extended retreat. Uh, it was like three weeks. And toward the end of it, I was like talking to him about how it was, you know, being in this beautiful, it was winter time, I loved the snow. And they have like six feet of snow, and it snowed every day I was up there. And took long, long walks up in the hills and the snow. And just feeling really settled. And uh, all my, by the time I was getting ready to go, all my responses to my environment were positive and and I was feeling really quite um, content and stable and strong and then I'm getting close to leaving and I'm like I'm a little nervous that you know I'm not going to be able to respond to my world and with such with the grace that I'm feeling now and and so feeling so much confidence in and uh, because there's so much distraction and you know, uh, lots of energy that can come at us that's not necessarily just in the public, that's not necessarily healthy or comfortable for me. And, and he said, if, if whenever you find yourself out of balance and anxiety is arise, arising, put yourself into um, the bring up the intention of loving kindness, of loving friendliness. And that intention itself, if you anchor yourself here, then you can trust whatever comes out of your mouth. You can trust whatever actions you take. And then move from there and see what happens. You, know, you, can't, you can't go terribly wrong, but see the results. You know, was this a positive? Was this for your benefit? and for the benefit of others. So I really, I really appreciated that. And in these days, I have to really watch that. Can I stay anchored in a kind, pure heart as I respond to the world? And if I fear that I can't, then I'll pull back a little bit. I won't take action. I'll wait until I'm certain that I can. And then I know how far, what are the limits of my ability to walk in this world uh, in a place that adds peace, adds to my own internal welfare and that of others. I'll, I'll know what my limits are. And I'll know where that boundary is. I'll know what to do in order to strengthen that. But I won't make big leaps. I'll just take little steps. And we'll just, 
you know, with the injury in my back and the injury in my knee, I'm really um, struggling with balance. And it's that same, it's like, pay attention to the body. is It's really t- teaching me a lot right now. And that is, I can't walk fast. And I certainly can't run. I will fall down. And that's what will happen with me if I don't pay attention to the limitations of my um, spiritual maturity and the lack of. You know, I'll fall down, I'll fall flat on my face, and I might knock somebody else down along the way. But I can take small steps. You know, so I just want to encourage everybody to know what we all have different strengths and different weaknesses and different boundaries to our strengths and weaknesses. And as we get to know those from the place of loving kindness, from the place of, you know, uh, concern for the, our, our welfare and the welfare of all others. When we know what our limitations are, and there will be different in each one of us. But only us, only individually can we know. So as we turn inward and explore with our limitations and our strengths, from a seat of loving kindness, it will allow us to move wisely in the world and to, and to witness for ourselves what's that small step that I can take that will go just over my limitations. Don't take big steps, you'll fall flat on your face. But find out where that edge is so you can take a tiny step. And that tiny step may to somebody else look like a huge step. We can't worry about that or that tiny step because there's no point in comparing ourselves with each other. We're all different. But, you know, where, where I am limited and need to just grow and want to just grow a little bit and take that tiny step so that's a so I so I can expand my my boundary of limitation. Next to somebody else, they may be very very strong in that area and be able to take what to me would look like a huge step. So I don't need to question where their boundaries are, but if we each know them internally for ourselves and trust each other that this is the work that we're doing, then we can accept you know, the diversity of skills and the diversity of lack of skills, both within ourselves and within each other. And that's, you know, you've got 36 people <laughs> in the room that, that's 36 very different, a variety of ways of offering to the world strength, kindness, and wisdom. That is so much stronger than following one person's strength and all getting behind and doing this one thing all the same. We can only know individually for ourselves.
So with that, we'll go ahead and chant. Uh, if you would like to join in, page 27, and then there'll be a few announcements. of sharing and aspiration through the goodness that arises from my practice may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue my mother my father and my relatives the sun and the moon and all virtuous leaders of the world. May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, May all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless. Through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing, may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom austerity and vigor may the forces of delusion not take hold nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge, unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble Lord. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, May darkness and delusion be dispelled. We used to have, uh, we used to go until noon, but that was too hard on the 